Hi, everyone, and welcome to the MLO Bros March 9th, uh, first episode of Charity Shorts. Uh, Charity Shorts is a breakdown of local um, community nonprofit organizations and other charities. Uh, we give information on those groups. Today, we have on Justin Mead from ATAP, a local autism and special needs nonprofit organization. Specifically today, we will be talking about their Easter egg hunt and special needs resource fair on Saturday, March 27th. So thanks for joining us today, Justin. Yeah, not a problem. Thanks awesome. for having me. Absolutely, absolutely. So let me start by saying that I love and admire uh, that you guys are doing events like this because it's great for all kids. Yes, definitely. Absolutely. And um, so first off, what exactly is AATAP? Um, uh, ATAP is, which we go by short, it, we go usually go by ATAP for short A because it. it's easier to remember, but, uh, it is, it stands for the autism awareness training and acceptance program. And what it is, it's a, uh, we're a 501c3, um, registered nonprofit organization. And we actually started it. Uh, my son is uh, autistic and epileptic and, um, he also has his own, um, unique genetic disorder. Um, okay. he's, um, so that kind of inspired us. I, you know, I'm a police officer and yeah. uh, here locally for Hubbard Township. And I realized that there was a need um, for additional training for first responders um, about uh, just about autism and our special needs um, when they are, uh, especially as they are, if they are an older individual, say a teenager or preteen or an adult, um, a lot of their behaviors, especially if they are in crisis and how they yeah. might act, is going is going to be very similar to what law enforcement or first responders recognize as danger signs or possible intoxication. Um, if those individuals are nonverbal or very limited verbal um, yeah. to speaking, that can you know present another issue. Um, so there's a lot of different aspects of it that you know could uh, be a cause for misunderstanding. Um, on a uh, twofold, we look at it as a two-way street. Um, there, everybody, you know, says that, you know, we need to train first responders. We need to train the police, this, that, and the other. However, um, we also work with, you know, work with the individuals themselves, um, to whatever their, regardless of their ability. Um, we break it down as far as, you know, working, how to interact with first responders, how to interact with the police, if they are, you know, approached or separated from their family or whatnot. Um, so we work with them as well to, you know, how to interact and, you know, and, you know, maybe things that maybe they shouldn't, you know, um, shouldn't do, um, you know, yeah. with law enforcement in particular, but even with first responders in general. So you think all, all first responders should have training for that, or should it be like a specific, like, I don't know, force or group that should go out and respond in situations like that after the, uh, the officer identifies the situation? Um, well, honestly, um, that's, it's, it can vary based on your area and your resources and whatnot. Yeah. Um, one of the things that we do is we actually offer a 24 seven crisis line. Um, and that number, it's actually the same number we use for everything. It's a three, three, zero, nine, seven, four, four, three, two, four. And that number will, it'll either be myself, my wife or a dollar, um, trained individual. And what will happen is they can, it doesn't matter where we actually, I had a call from a, uh, mower whose autistic teenager was in distress and in crisis in California. And that was, it was in three 30 in the morning, our time. Um, wow. so, you know, I, I, wasn't able to respond to that. Needless to say being here in Northeast Ohio, but uh, I was able to give some information and resources, you know, look it up online and, uh, 
get, give her some suggestions and actually locate local resources in her area of California and, uh, you know, give them that way. Um, so we do provide that. Um, and, uh, you know, so it's, you know, a lot, especially in the Northeast Ohio area, a lot of agencies don't have the, you know, the ideal, ideally it'd be great if, you know, um, all areas had, you know, specially trained, you know, it'd be like anything else you have, you know, you have your narcotics, you have your tactical units, um, you know, what have you, you, you would have a unit specifically for that. And, and more and more places are doing that. Um, yeah. To the end of, you know, budgeting and, and resources. Um, so yeah, it just kind of depends, but our, our goal is to, um, you know, to, you know, give the best training that we can. And then also, you know, advocate for and push for, you know, additional, you know, that would definitely be something I think could be beneficial is, you know, where all first responders have, you know, at least that basic level of training and understanding on it, certainly yeah. than what they do now, but also to advocate for having more uh, specialized um, first responder units, be it police officers, EMS, whatnot, that have more training in that area and are, you know, able yeah. to respond better. Well, what's really interesting too is so, so it was, it was from California, that lady that called, that's just an online number you have like on your website that she called. Yes. Yeah. That was actually just, that's through. Cool. Um, yeah, it was just through, she happened to see, you know, the different advocacy and we do um, online and network uh, networking. They had actually um, like, we work, um, we worked on uh, several committees with the department of justice at the federal level, um, yeah. the Ohio attorney general's um, office. Um, we are actually, uh, part of the committee that is looking at coming up with the new model for de-escalation um, that'll be the standard for Ohio law enforcement. Um, so, um, I, you know, I, I um, don't even think I asked, to be honest, you know, wh- wh- how she had got a hold of that information. Um, she just yeah. uh, needed help and we were able to provide it. So um, well, that's that's all the proof you need that it's it's needed on a national level. You know, if somebody from California just picks up this random group that's in Ohio, it's yeah. it's proof all the proof you need. So yes, definitely. Um, sorry about that, everyone. I had to, had to move my cat to the back room. He was meowing in the background, but um, Justin, let's move on to uh, this event you're holding uh, the Easter egg hunt in when's the date of that March 27th, right? It is going to be Saturday, March 27th, and it is okay. going to be starting at 1230 PM and it's going okay. to go until 330 PM. 330 PM. Great. And, and where is that at exactly? That is going to be here in Hubbard Township, and okay. it is going, the address, it's at, well, it's the Chestnut Ridge Church of God. Um, they have a very uh, large field, so there's plenty of room. We can do the whole um, social distancing and whatnot, um, trying to keep everybody safe. Um, but it yep. is um, going to be an outdoor event. There is, you know, restrooms on site there for the church. But um, it's, the address is 7215 Chestnut Ridge Road in Hubbard, Ohio, and the zip code is 44425. And that's going to be perfect. right off of uh, route state route seven. Perfect. Perfect. So what are some attractions? I'm seeing emergency vehicles, uh, candies, toys, fun attractions for all kids. What uh, do yes. We got? Uh, yes, definitely. And, and, uh, and uh, those adult individuals as well that may have some oh. sort of special need. We, we definitely make a point of including them as well. Um, just yeah. a lot of times they kind of get left out because people just, you know, not intentionally, but just people don't think about it. Um, we do make a point as well. It's, it's a all age event, especially for those, um, you know, the individuals that have, uh, may have some sort of special need. Um, a lot of times these individuals, you know, logically they might be in their forties, what have you. Um, however, yeah. they, their mindset and whatnot due to their health conditions, you know, they may, uh, is, um, interest, you know, as somebody who is younger. 
Um, so we, we definitely don't want to leave them out as they, a lot of times they are unintentionally, you know, excluded from, um, because, you know, people don't, they, you know, don't think about that. Absolutely. So, um, what, uh, what else is there? there there's 50, 50 raffle to raise some, uh, for fundraising, um, and also just information yep. for the public, uh, and special needs resources, right? Yeah. Yes. Um, yeah, we are, like I said, we are, um, we're hoping, you know, it, it all varies, you know, on schedules and whatnot, but, uh, we are planning on having various first responder, um, law enforcement agencies, uh, you know, fire EMS, um, what have you, um, will come out. We invite the local county developmental boards, the local mental health boards. Um, you know, they, they do their best to attend, um, the Mahoney Valley Autism Society that we work closely with, um, the other nonprofit, they will be, uh, have representatives there and they do a lot of good for the area. Uh, Senso Play, the door organization is planning on being there. They, uh, they actually, we work a lot with them as well. Our uh, local agency here that our local nonprofit router that will, they provide sensory bags, um, which has items, you know, for first responders, businesses and stuff to help, um, those individuals with sensory needs. Uh, so they, they will be there. We're going to have a, looks like a wide variety of resources that will be available, um, for um everybody to you know to check out um i actually believe there will be a life insurance company and health uh life insurance company that has some plans mm-hmm. and stuff specifically set up for those that have special needs so kind of a wide variety of things um within the special needs community some resources is that was something i found out as a, a parent um with an autistic child was a lot of these resources do not um they're not as easy to find as you would think, you know, and when you have art going on, it can be very overwhelming uh, for the parents as well, trying to, you know, get, find the best resources and locate, you know, what is the best resources? How do I find these resources? Um, that was one of the struggles that we had. So I, you know, we're doing our best to uh, address that and try to uh, have these events to make it as easy Absolutely. as possible. For everybody. Well, Justin, um, approaching that 10 minute mark, uh, is there anything, you'd like to say about the event or uh, ATAP before we go? Any last words about it? Um, well, if anybody wants to check out our website, we post any of our events and trainings as well as um, any uh, pretty much daily information regarding autism or special needs, different things that are going on in the community. Um, the page for that is a we just have a Facebook page right now. Um, we are working on a regular website as well, but the Facebook page is going to just be facebook.com forward slash A-A-T-A-P, the number four, and then the word all. If um, our email is the same thing, ATAP for all at gmail.com. And if there's any, anybody ever has any questions or um, is curious, we do offer trainings for first responders at no cost, um, as well as any other organization, church group, mm-hmm. you business, you name it. Um, we will, you know, get in contact and we don't charge for any of the events. Everything is done, um, you know, via donation. Well, uh, thank you for joining me, Justin. Uh, Luke and I from the MLO Bros both, both wish you and everyone at ATAP the best of luck with the event and all events in the future. And please, please, please let us know if there's anything we can do to help spread the word for anything in the future. Okay. Definitely. Right, Sounds thanks, good. Thank Justin. you so much for your time.